Hi, everybody, and welcome to Drink With Me. This is American Whiskey Jesus, and I'm here with... Merdina Flummery. That's right, and we've been out for a little while because Merdina was on a an espionage assignment out of the country. Shh, top secret. Oh, stop. I didn't. I thought there was just secret. No, I was dressed as a goat for highly secret government reasons. Was there some field somewhere where they yes. needed a spy? Yes, it was field work. It's field that's good. Okay, that's good. Today we are drinking, and we hope that you're drinking with us, Glen Moray, 15-year-aged Elgin Heritage Series, classic Speyside whiskey. Uh, you ready? Yeah, that's a lot of um, a lot, information. A lot of information already. And I'm ready for a lot of drinking. A lot of drinking. Here we go. There we go. Nice. The sound that we covet. All right. And the poor Merdina. A wee dram. Thank you. And our Glencairn glasses, freshly polished. That's right, by us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> considering the internship program has been shut down. It's been shut down due to some misunderstandings. Yes, that's what I. That is how the lawyer phrased it: <clears throat> misunderstanding. It wasn't anybody's fault. No. I think we can bring it back in the new year, though. I hope so. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's. Okay. Oh my goodness, that nose oh. is coming all jumping all over you. Delicious. It is a great smelling nose. Boy, that is, I'll tell you, this is a classic Speyside distillery, and this is a classic Scotch nose right here. I mean, you can smell the sherry from a mile away. It smells wonderful. It does smell wonderful, and I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say it's a strong nose. The color is probably, you know, copperish gold somewhere in there. Sure, it's like a penny. It's like a penny. Yeah, all right, an American penny. All right, you ready? Yeah. Shall we? Let's launch it. Very nice. Um, the palette's great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to think about the, the finish a little bit. Mm. Um, I think that my immediate reaction to this is that many of you are going to find this extremely drinkable. I certainly do. Yes. Um, I think it's good. I, you know, what I why I picked this one. Yeah, I am curious. Is that I wanted to give people an opportunity to buy a somewhat older whiskey. Right, 15 years. 15 years. This is, is one of the older bottles we've had. Yeah, it's 15 years aged, but in the U.S., this bottle is still just $55. Oh. I think it's about 50 pounds in the U.K. So they, very, very reasonable yeah, price then it really for an is. older whiskey. It is, yeah. and um, I can tell you more about it. It's um, 15 years aged. It's 50-50 it's bourbon and sherry casks. Interesting. It's Oloroso sherry, which I know you love. Oloroso I do. sherry so much. Sure. From when we tasted the sherries that yeah, one time. Yeah, I, I glugged it. <laughs> I think Mer that was the closest I've ever seen Merdina coming to dying. <laughs> she did, she did, she took a ship a sip of sherry on its own, and I the, I wish that podcasts had video just so you could see her face when she tasted the sherry. Yeah, that was an experience. <clears throat> yeah. I think the best use of sherry is for barrels for bourbon. That is really, my, be, I mean, yeah. for whiskey. Not, and not people people cook with sherry, do they not? Yeah, they do. But you, I think you I think, hear about cooking sherry. You know, I realized I just misspoke and said that for bourbon, but of yeah. course, bourbon would never use sherry barrels. Oh, right. I meant whiskey more generically. Sure. Yes. I, I you know what? I took your meaning. You went, you went with me. I that. did. See, I that's just, the thing. I just yes and my way through this whole podcast. I can always count on Merdina <laughs> to yes and me. I could have said anything. I could have said Kool Aid for making Kool Aid. She said, "You know, that's so true." <laughs> right. It explains a lot about the uh, the red food coloring and the uh, generic fruit punch flavor. Uh, that's right. And I realized too that um, you're still waiting for the uh, Kool Aid Man. Pitcher oh yeah. yeah, one of my childhood dreams. That's right. Maybe it's coming up on Christmas. I, you know, it could happen. There, it's it's an interesting question. Like, what are the one or two 
toys from mm -hmm. your childhood that really stick with you in your memory that you feel like toys of today are just never going to compete. Don't measure up. Yeah, they're just not the same. Okay, so stick a pin in that because we're going to come back to it because we right. need to talk about the whiskey a little and bit I, more. And, and I'm going to ask our so those of you listening, yes. you be thinking about it, and That's we're right. going to come back to this in a few minutes, and I'm going to want to know what your childhood toys. I'm are. I'm going to suggest that you not only think about it, you also drink about it. <laughs> Because <laughs> as you drink your Glen Murray, it's gonna open things up. It it opens up your palate. That's right. Your verbiage. That's right. That's your right. memories. Uh, that's exactly what it does. And uh, so let's talk about Glen Murray. So Glen Murray is an old distillery. It's opened in 1897. It was actually a spillover distillery, or no, it was like a second distillery for Aberlauer. Originally. Oh, interesting. Yes. Well, how so? Did Aberlauer just? Literally yes. opened a second location. Opened a second location. And gave it a cool name. And gave it, well, no, it wasn't called yeah. Glenmore. It was called just the Aberlauer Moore or yeah. some. And then, uh, so, and then Aberlauer had a fire in 1910. Mm. And so for a while, all of the Aberlauer whiskey was being distilled at Glen, uh, what became Glenmore. Oh. And then after that, it fell into disrepair for, and then it came back. Okay. Uh, and then Glenmorangie bought it. Owned it for a long time. I see. Okay, yeah. interesting. And then uh, sold Glenmorangie, I think sold it to Louis Vuitton, um, Moet Hennessy, because they bought all these things. And then and now they're now they're owned by this other French company that owns a bunch of things. So, and that's these people. <coughs> that's these people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's been called Glen Glenmore for a long time. I would like all of you out there to know that Whiskey Jesus just shared all of that history. No notes, mm -mm. no nothing. He's drinking the whole time. He's mm -hmm. literally chugging and talking at the same time. I'm very rude. impressed because I would need like a whiteboard full of notes and an intern pointing at each word at a time so that I know what to like a, say. Like an old timey U.S. government bureaucrat in a suit with a with a with a metal pointer. Much yeah, the like, kind that like telescopes out. Oh my like God, you right have here. one. I have one. That's amazing. He's he's brandishing his pointer around the uh, studio. <laughs> I bought this for just a, just this kind of occasion. Right. Yeah, I would need that. But yeah. You just gave it off from memory. Well, I'm impressed. I I like the because I, I, I get into the stories of the history, right? Yeah, I like that the, too. The idea that Aberlauer said, you know what, we need another distillery, so they built one not too far away, mm -hmm. and then their main one burned down, and they were like, you know what, it's a good thing we built that other distillery, <laughs> it isn't it? It really is good. You know. And then, and so who are these Glen Moray people? What do you know about them? Uh, not much about them. I'll tell you how I really came to, to think about them as a, right. a choice for this. Um, if you are not a member, I am a member of the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Ooh la la. Which is very easy. All you gotta do is pay a hundred bucks and you're a member. So it's not but like. I don't really, I don't have a hundred bucks. All my, all my, all my ready money is tied up in goats right now. This goat thing is, <laughs> it's getting out of hand. It's going to pay off one day. I believe in it. You got your goat milk. You got your goat fur. Meat. Got. Shh. <laughs> I mean, that's if, if worse comes to worst. They're right there. <laughs> Are they? How did the goats get in here? Um, okay, so yeah, so Merdina sponges off my membership basically. She comes with me to the events. Yes. Um, which is fine. That's yeah. you know that's fine. Um, but if you're not a member, it's really I really recommend it. We're going to do an episode soon where we have representative from the the society oh, bring us some whiskeys, and we're going to talk about it. But here's how I so what they do is this: they go all around Scotland. By the way, I continue to drink this, and can, I mm. I notice that I'm glugging it quite I, quickly. We're already on glass number two. Yeah, it's going down very easy. This is some easy drinking mm -hmm. scotch right here. You know, the, the alcohol by volume is 40%. It's hardly anything. So what, what, does, that, what does that mean to you, Merdina? Little whiskey quiz. 
What is thirty? What would happen if it was thirty nine point nine percent? It would be Kool Aid. Would not be whiskey. <laughs> this is the actually the rock bottom. If only percentage. they could see the panic in my eyes. <laughs> the panic was sort of an endearing panic. It, <laughs> so. it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a. I was getting know. ready to stop, drop, and roll right out of the studio. <laughs> That's, it, it wasn't, yeah, it, it wasn't at that level. There, okay, weren't, there was no, like, unsavory sweating or anything like that. <laughs> as far as you or could tell. Or hand-wringing or whatever. Um, it was just sort of like um, uh, lip-biting and eye, <laughs> eyes to the sky. Um, so 40% is the minimum mm. to be whiskey. Oh, okay. That's one I'm of not the, sure that I knew that. Has it um, come up before? I think it might have come up before. I see. I don't have my notes. Yeah, that's true. I do have my pointer if you need it <laughs> yeah. to point at anything. Yeah. Um, the one way that you make an affordable premium whiskey is by watering it right down to 40%. Mm. Worth worth pointing out while we're sitting okay. here. Okay. Right? So you age your whiskey. Yep. It should be expensive. Yep. You make it a little more affordable yep. by and adding of water. Instead of 46% or 45%, you just bring it down to 40 So there's maybe a little bit of a marketing yeah. angle yeah. to this formula, but which, which is okay. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, given that people put ice and water in it anyway and it is interesting that i this is very drinkable meat. yes there yes. are some whiskeys where i immediately have a desire to put a little water or mm -hmm. even drop an ice cube in it to mm -hmm. kind of take the edge off you don't need to with this one yeah i mean i think we've got a little pipette and and glass with water here but i don't think i'm going to do it because it really doesn't need it yeah. it really doesn't need it i wouldn't want it because literally one drop and this is no longer technically whiskey oh wait 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 i can do magic Oh yeah, I'm gonna. You're gonna turn. Gonna, you're gonna Jesus this thing. I'm gonna add one drop of water, yeah. and now it's Kool Aid. <laughs> I don't think it's Kool Aid, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how that works. You were gonna tell me what was special oh, yeah. about that. Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Oh yeah. Uh, what they do is they go all around Scotland, and actually not just Scotland, but mostly Scotland, and they work. They go to the distilleries. They get access to the whiskey. Mm -hmm. Now, bear in mind that what the distilleries sell and bottle is not the extent of everything they have, right? Right. If they create something like this product, the Glenmore Elgin 15-year, et cetera, et cetera, they want to be able to produce a ton of this that's very, very consistent in, in flavor and everything like that, right? But they may have other barrels of whiskey. They do. They have... That aren't right for this, right. but that are perfectly good for other things. Perfectly good or even really special. So mm. the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society has a lot of expertise in like poking around and going like, ooh, can, can I taste that? Mm -hmm. And they'll just buy the whole barrel. So they look for individual barrels mm -hmm. and they bottle it and they will sometimes actually take it and age it again in something else. Okay. Anyway, they do a whole bunch of things to, and then... To tweak it yeah. or... or and then call out what's special about yeah, it. Yeah, yep. And then every month they release a half dozen or so new mm. uh, expressions. Mm. Expressions. Expressions. Yeah. That the and those come. So I don't think I really understood before yeah. what the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society yeah. does. That's actually yeah. really interesting. It's very interesting. It's like half business, half art. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And so then every month you get uh, a little summary of the new things that are out mm -hmm. and if you're in some of the bigger cities 
there's a meeting where you get together and you can taste all and of them. And we've been to those a bunch of times. Right, and then you can purchase bottles of yep. the ones you enjoy. Yep. So it's really cool. I first, t I think I first tasted Glenmoray when I bought a 28 year old Glenmoray mm. at a Scotch Malt Whiskey Society thing last year. Oh, cool! And it was so good oh. that I stuck a pin in the in the thing and I said, you know what? One of these days, I'm going to have to buy a bottle of this. And so here we are. Here we are. I like this. So, and I think it's really cool that this is like a, a very nice whiskey and mm -hmm. an older whiskey, but very accessible, very affordable. Yeah, I think that um, I think that if you're somebody who doesn't do a, doesn't buy a lot of whiskey, mm -hmm. and you don't want to take on the challenge of a cask strength thing or a peated thing or anything that's you know, if you if you've had Glenfiddich Glen or something like that before, sure, you're you're gonna be really happy buying this, I think. Well, and as you know, I'm famously cheap, so I try to um, just drink other people's whiskey. But occasionally, I give you a lot of whiskey. You do, and I appreciate that. Occasionally, I do buy my own whiskey, mm -hmm. but uh, it's hard when I'm standing sober under right. the fluorescent lights at Bevmo light or Total Wine or whatever, yeah. looking at the bottles, I'm like, Jesus, if I'm gonna spend, you know, a hundred dollars, a hundred plus dollars on one bottle, it, it's a lot of pressure it is. to make that decision. Well, and, and if you don't get a little guidance from people like us, yeah. what do you base it on? I, you know, literally, I, I watch people, I, this is something that I've actually, on a couple of occasions, I've actually intervened. So I'll go to Total Wine, uh, there's two places in, in, in our town where I usually go. The big one is Total Wine. That, so a lot of times I'll be standing in the whiskey aisle, and you, it's a dude. It's mm -hmm. almost always a dude. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there looking at the, the whiskeys, the scotches, the, the bourbons or whatever. And they've got a lot. Yeah, yeah, you're talking about hundreds. Yes. And I'm watching the wheels turn in his head, and I'm thinking to myself, what in the hell is he thinking about? Like, I, I'm sympathetic to the fact that, like, what are the decisions? Are you, what are the you know parameters of this decision? Well, does the box look cool? I mean, like, what is the and the store doesn't give you a lot to help you make that no. decision. No, there will be a huge section that says like scotch, and another huge right. section that says bourbon. Bourbon, and that's about it. Yeah. And then price. Yep. So you sure. can go by how the label looks, the price. Yeah, I mean, the salespeople would probably help you they would and and sometimes they're helpful and sometimes they don't know what they're doing I mean it's a big store and right not everybody so a couple of times like for example there was a woman who was standing in front of the um, in, in front of the scotches and she said to the sales guy I, I'm in my, my husband likes peated whiskeys um, and, and I, I can't remember she you know he's had Laphroaig or whatever but but he wants something else and the guy Said the, guy, the the clerk started to didn't really know what he was talking about. Uh, he didn't really know, right? He said, "Well, there's Lagavulin." She's like, "Yeah, he knows about Lagavulin." And I said, "I got this one." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I said, "You know, they're all great, but you, you're you're looking for Ardbeg. Mm. You're definitely looking for Ardbeg right mm. now. You you'll you'll be glad that you did." Like you know, and, and she was like, "Oh, thank you," and I you know answered her questions and whatever. So there you go. You should have earned a commission off. I of should have. Yeah, you should have gotten a dram off the top of that bottle. I was gonna say my my reward is knowing that you know <laughs> that that she some the lucky whiskey. fellow out there is gonna have a really nice bottle That's right. of peated whiskey That's to, right. to That's enjoy. Right. Um, so there you go. It's, mm. it's like so many things in life. Like, what do you base your decisions on? Well, I mean, parallel to that is mm -hmm. like buying wine. Like, mm. uh, a lot of times, I have a few wines I know I like, so I'll right. buy them over and over. But that can yeah. get wearying. 
And so sometimes I'll just be standing there going, well, that, that label's pretty. Right. Or I read the little employee notes. Right. That say, you know, like, hmm, blackberries. Joey, Joey likes this one. Goes great with toast. <laughs> so I think, oh, I, I, I like mean, toast. You're always looking for something to go with toast. Well, it's one of my main meals. I mean, because, you know, a breakfast wine. You've been looking for that perfect breakfast wine for a long time. Let's be honest. It's true. Yeah. Although I've recently discovered that just a little whiskey in the coffee is also good for breakfast. It's called Irish coffee. Oh, really? Yes. That's, that's so nice. Yeah, it is. It is. It's if, a tribute to the Irish people. What's Canadian coffee? Ham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say I have a ham story. Mm. I'm not sure. It well, now I want to know what it is. I'm not sure it really qualifies as an entire story. But well, I, you have but, a ham shard. A ham story it's a, yeah, it's fragment. Yeah, a, a ham shard. A yeah. ham fragment. Yeah. I love getting that every time at the grocery store. It's just a little taste. Ham shards? Yeah. Yeah. Little, it's like just, the end. Yeah. yeah. Are, mean, you, are you miming rubbing it behind your ear? No, I, I would, okay. though. A little touch. <laughs> just a drop. Just a drop behind the ear. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I had a house guest uh, a few weeks back who was telling me about his dog and how every day, and he says this in passing, it's like the middle of another story where he's talking about his kitchen and this and that and right. how he had to buy the thing, and, but he had to give his dog lunch ham. And then he goes on lunch about ham. the story and I'm like, Wait, is there a difference between lunch hold ham on, and, okay. roll that back, yeah. lunch ham. Yeah. He says, oh yeah, well, you know, we feed our dog, dog food in the morning, right. dog food at night. And lunch ham. And apparently they started this thing where every day at lunch, the dog gets a few slices of ham and they call it lunch ham. Lunch ham, sure. And I'm like, okay, that's a thing you do. Yeah. That's a thing. That's foolish, and I would never do that. But, well, you know, I I'm think, sure the dog really likes it. I think my dog was listening because yeah. I swear, ever since then, every day at lunchtime, she starts following me around in the kitchen, giving me this look, ham, a ham as look. if to say, "Where's my lunch Where's ham?" The ham? Damn we it. don't even have ham in the fridge. I don't know what she thinks she's going to get. Well, I mean, any meat probably is acceptable. Maybe lunch ham is like a generic term. You know, like mm -hmm. Kleenex for tissues mm -hmm. or... Lunch ham for dog Treats. dog suitable meat. Dog acceptable. Something about lunch ham, though. Lunch ham, it does have a, a certain yeah. a certain you know rhythm like to it. Sounds like a hipster food it's truck. Kinda like, um, it's kind of like night cheese. Night cheese. A bit like night cheese. Night cheese and lunch ham. Lunch ham, that's right. That could be our food truck. Oh, breakfast wine. <laughs> breakfast wine. <laughs> put those three together, man. I you're, mean, you're that's a 24 hour food that's truck right. right there. Breakfast wine, lunch ham, and night cheese. <laughs> and then all you need is a like, tea time thing. Those, tea time. Those tea. could also all be band names. Don't breakfast wine. Breakfast yeah, that, wine. that's a really. That's like a cool. Like they've a, got a stand up bass. They definitely. I was going to say it's a jazz combo. Yes. The jazz combo, you know, they're they're good, but they're boring. Breakfast I mean, wine is boring. Yeah, they're, they're like you. You just hire breakfast wine. They're kind of playing standards at this point. Yeah, they're, they're they're you hire breakfast wine to play in the background of a of a really subdued party. Like not so okay. much a party as a as like a, a fundraiser for a very <laughs> tame organization. You know, like the JCs or the. I, I am a hundred percent sure I have been to that fundraiser. Yes, and you have heard breakfast wine. And I've wine. heard breakfast wine, and they were fine but forgettable. Like you, you might not notice they're actually playing sometimes. <laughs> All right, next lunch ham. Lunch ham. Oh, lunch ham is a punk group. Punk. I think. They're totally yeah. punk. Yeah, lunch ham is a punk group. Unfortunately, they're a punk group made up of people in their fifties because they've been around since the seventies when punk was new. That's true. Yeah. So it's not cute anymore, no, um, and no. their whole like 
safety pin through the earlobe vibe. Right, because that earlobe is hanging low, hanging low at this point. And there's it's not nothing, good. like, you know, when they were in their teens and that they were doing that, it was threatening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, now, my God. Now they've got... These punks. Now they've got, like, dad bod and... Uh, well, you're just like, you're not going to do anything. And, you know, a couple of them have prostate issues. And <laughs> <laughs> For me and all that lunch ham, presumably. <laughs> Didn't help. They took it on as a, a literal lifestyle... Um, right. In the early eighties, right, that was 80s. part of their act. Well, at first they'd have like a whole honey yeah. ham yes. on stage, yes. and they'd like take a bite out of it. That's right, and then throw it to the next guy. Take a bite out of it, and then and then they'd throw it out into the audience. Yeah, exactly. And and that and the ham got and passed around. And then the hams would <laughs> rain down from the wow. roof of the club and tell that really unfortunate incident That's right. in, in Cleveland. In Cleveland, the yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the yeah. great the great hamming of Cleveland. The hamming. The day the ham fell from the sky, I believe they call it. Um, so l- let me tell you something about this Glen Moray whiskey. It has oh, yeah. inspired whiskey. a lot of nonsense from us already. And that's we're, we're making some headway on the bottle head, here. Headway. This is easy drinking. Easy drinking right here. Um, for those of you who like a more complex scotch, this ain't it. It's got a really, really pleasant nose. It smells for all the world like every great Speyside you know, classic, the Glenfiddich, um, you know, Glenlivet of the world. It's got all that, like, warm, sugary vanilla yes, it does. scent to it. Um, and then we taste it on the on the palate, which is the first place that it hits you. It's it's nice and sweet. You're never going to object to that. It's got, it's, but it's not overly, it's not cloying. But I might, my only grumble with this is the finish. I the see finish what sort you're of saying. just disappears on you. It, there's really I mean it's funny. The first time you said finish, I thought what finish? Yes. And I was like, "Oh, finish? What finish?" <laughs> Cuz it's like I just uh, after swallowing, I just have this kind of like clean sensation, which isn't not, a bad not thing. The end of the world. I mean, I could use this as mouthwash. You could. That would that would probably just give it a little gargle. Yeah. And then I'm fresh it's, and ready. You make it sound worse. You make it sound like a bad thing. Well, I don't mean to say it's well, a bad you know, thing. Well, yeah, it would it be like an upgrade me... on your normal mouthwash. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it leaves me feeling very good and refreshed. It, That's nice. And a little drunk. Um, <laughs> you think? So, Night Cheese. Yeah, oh, yeah. What do they play? Night Cheese, I'm thinking, is an 80s tribute band. Yeah, it totally is. Night Cheese. Um, because they're, they're on my night cheese. They're, they've got that Bob Seger thing. They've got the Night Ranger <laughs> they just, thing. I think I kind of feel like maybe they they do eighty songs and they just occasionally replace words with cheese. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So for example, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm just gonna think of an example. <laughs> um, born to cheese. Uh, or you know, you know the the whole they they do a whole thriller thing. It's a tri- it's a tribute. It's called Cheese, or maybe Cheeser. I don't know. Cheeser. Billy Cheese. <laughs> pretty young Cheese. That's right. That's right. I want to love you, pretty young Cheese. That's good. Yeah, it's good. good. So the, so Night Cheese, they're you know they're very self aware, right? They're not yeah, they're sure. not taking themselves too seriously. They're having fun with it. And you know what? I, I mean, we occasionally, we find they're going to be in some little club nearby, mm-hmm. and we go check it out. They're on at like 1 a.m. Sure. after the other bands. That's right, after the spasmatics. Yeah. And, 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 and the place is only open for 45 more minutes. There's right. like you and me and, and a drunk guy on the corner. Right, and he's, the whole he's doing some dancing that is <laughs> he's just mostly just arms waving around. He falls over, uh, that, but it's all good. That was a mirror. Oh, 
wow, is that really? Oh, man. I've, I've got a whole new perspective on this. Candy pairing. Oh, gosh. I almost forgot. Um, I do have a candy. Yes. Well, before I, we get to the oh, candy. Yeah? What? I think they need to know about your birthday present. Birthday present? That you got. For me? For me. You got me a birthday present? Oh, Jesus. What? What are the bags? Oh, okay. Sorry. Really, literally. I, I need I need a whiteboard and I need a pointer. I'm I got the sorry. Pointer. And I got the whiteboard. I'm no. So I'm very cute but very dim. So here, um, here's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So I decided that the one thing that Merdina was really missing in life mm-hmm. was a. A complete collection of Crown Royal bags. You've heard her talk about her one Crown Royal bag. Yeah, and then I eventually added a second Crown Royal bag to my collection, which I thought, like, it's never going to get any better than this. So I went and got the entire rainbow of Crown Royal bags, but not just that. They were at, you know, we had them personalized and whatever. And what I thought this would enable her to do is decide which bag fit the mood of the day or the whatever, you know, shenanigans she was up to. I will take a photo and I will post it on my Instagram uh, because the bags are amazing. They come in all these different colors and they have hilarious things uh, embroidered on them. Yes. Now, sadly, I forgot to bring any of them with me to the studio. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. But they are the perfect size for toting candy. They are. So I guess the question is, which bag do you think you would have used for this particular candy? I think I might have chosen the, um, there was a black bag, mm-hmm. and it had some message about darkness. Yes. And I think that suits me right that now. That suits the, it's, she's in a very goth <laughs> mode, modality yeah. Yeah. at the I'm moment. I'm wearing all black. That's right. And I'm feeling, I've been feeling a little gloomy lately. She, she's been really but just sort moping of, around. Sort of enjoying the gloom. You know how you do from time to time? You yeah. You enjoy like when, a bad mood. Yeah. You, you know, you want to wallow in it a yeah, little absolutely. bit. absolutely. That's what the whole goth thing is about, it, right? It it's, totally it's is. It's just like yes. enjoying, you know, being yeah. sulking and, you know. And so I actually thought about doing a very, like, aggressively dark chocolate right. for this pairing. Right. But then I was sort of looking at the Glen Moray um, when you, you sent me a little image of it, and it's a. It's not. It's not a dark and depressing whiskey. No, it really isn't. No, no. It's kind of a good, like not an everyday whiskey, but like a once in a while treat myself without going over the top mm-hmm, whiskey. Mm-hmm. And so I tried to find a candy to match. Right. This is a Ritter Sport dark chocolate with whole hazelnuts. I love hazelnuts. It's this is a just a good yummy candy bar. Yes, it is. It's not cheap. It's not fancy. Yep. It's just right in the middle where you right. want it. Right, right, And Yeah, hazelnuts are hazelnuts. great. And look, this is a generous, Ooh, is a generous chunk. portion of hazelnuts. All right, so get your your. So I'm gonna break a few chunks Ooh, yeah. up here. Chunk. All right, I'm gonna take mm. a bite. That's so good. It's good. It's on. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is the part where you listen to us chew. <laughs> and just, if you didn't already get your own candy bar, you're just sitting there thinking, what a fool I was. What a fool I was. I should have gotten the candy bar. Mm. Go to the store, get a Ritter Sport. Ritter Sport, they literally sell these everywhere. Mm-hmm. You can get it at the drugstore. I think it's the first candy bar that claims to be a sports-based candy bar. I mean, what is that about? I really, I have Ritter no Sport. idea why it's, it's called Ritter sports Sport. sports candy. It's been around since... I was a kid, so I yeah. I don't know. Why sport? Sport candy, you know? All right. I've got a mouthful of chocolate. I'm going to add some whiskey and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm. Very nice. Mm. It's great. Mm. It's a smooth candy. It's a smooth whiskey. I think they go nice together. I do too. Mm. And the, uh, the slight bitterness of the dark chocolate bounces off the sherry. 
from the um, yeah. From if the any, whiskey. If, if anything, it's making the whiskey seem even more smooth and more quaffable. It didn't need to be more quaffable because <laughs> we are quaffing the crap out of it right now. Mm, very nice. I like it. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. I think we got it. Um, well, hazelnuts. I just want to say mm. I think that if hazelnuts were uh, if, if nuts, if there was a stock exchange for nuts, <laughs> right, where you could buy, I'm breaking up a more nut candy here, as uh -huh. though it were a stock. I think hazelnut. I would buy hazelnuts because they are they are underrated. They are a very superior nut. Mm -hmm, but they're underrated. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. You got your. I mean, almonds. I am so sick of I'm almonds. I'm selling almonds. It's selling. Just ridiculous. There's too many of them. Mm -hmm. They're everywhere. I'm angry about. Overpriced. It. Sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Peanuts, you know, solid fine, value. Fine. Right down the middle. No one's overvaluing peanuts. Mm -hmm. Macadamias, premium, and the price reflects it, right? It's, it's um, They're the um, Berkshire Hathaway of, uh, of nuts. Yeah, Everyone knows I they're just, great and they cost a lot. I do not want macadamias on a daily or an even, even a weekly basis. Too good I just want them once basis. in a while. Sure. They're almost too much. I think one of the most underrated nuts, in addition to hazelnuts, are uh, Brazil nuts. Those are great. Those are those really big hunkin' ones, mm -hmm. right? Mm hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I think they're too big. Too big. Too, too much big. nut. It's just, it's just too much. It's too much nut. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> the whole <laughs> rainbow of nuts <laughs> is something that people should explore a little more, don't you think? Okay. Can we talk about toys now? Oh, yeah. 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 I, you've done your, you're thinking about it and you're drinking about it. Yeah. I hope you've been drinking and thinking mm -hmm. and enjoying a little chocolate. And then think about what are the one or maybe two childhood toys that mean the most to you in your memory. Yeah. Do you have one or two that pop immediately? I, I, this yes. is not to be overthought. Just no, no, what I, comes I just up come fast. to mind. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a point, there's a period in the life of a, let's say, American child or a child who's lucky enough to, to have toys given to them, right? Like, right. That, that's not just Americans, but not every kid is given a lot of toys. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a period in your life where toys have this incredible importance to you. Yes. You know, probably from age about three to eight or something like that. Yeah. Toys are defining. Like, toys are one of these things where you like, if I had that toy, I would be a different person. You know what I mean? Yes, and kids get very attached to those yes. toys. They're as meaningful to them as anything else in their life. I think of it like this. Like, when you're 15, not everybody, but let's just say, when you're 15, the music you listen to or the mm -hmm. bands you like sort of define you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think when you're five, your toys define you a little That's bit. interesting. So it's not even just how important they are to you. Mm -hmm. It's also part of your identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, so, and, and there's also that thing of like when you're young enough to where these toys have a sort of magic yes. to you. Yes. That they, they take on all this, this meaning, right? So yes. I think a lot of people, and I put myself in this category, look at light bright that way. I see Kids that. from the seventies and eighties. Yeah. The light bright, where you felt like you were light bright, making things. You're like working light into a picture, like mm -hmm. you know, as simple as it was. Mm -hmm. Light bright. Yeah, light bright's a good one. Light bright's amazing. Uh, you know, for me, mm. easy bake oven. A lot of girls, you know, almost no boys went with the easy bake oven. I think you know, and this it was a very gender normative time. I agree, especially then. I think yeah. it's still true now, but I think especially when we were kids, yeah. there were boy toys and there were girl toys. Yeah. But my easy bake oven. But light bright, you know. Light bright was across the was cross, definitely yeah, both, and yeah. Lego was both. Mm -hmm, I remember mm -hmm. everyone playing with mm -hmm, Lego, yeah, for yeah. example. But the the easy bake oven mm -hmm. for me, for me, it felt like. 
I was really cooking real yeah. food 100% by myself. You were, it you, made me feel um, very grown well, you up. you made like a little cake, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it made me, it felt real. Like yeah. toys were great. I played with dolls. I played with all right. of that stuff. But this was like something real. Yeah. This was work. This, this had In a, a good real way. product. It, yeah, I, I think that's true. Like, because, you know, you can, you can have a fuzzy pumper, Play-Doh fuzzy pumper barber shop kit. <laughs> And you're cutting someone's Play-Doh hair. <laughs> right. But. But. You know it's not real. It's not real. You're not really I mean, cutting their it's hair. It's not really hair. It's you know, green goop you know, stuff. pouring what is, out. What is Play-Doh? Um, like, some space age material. I don't know. It's like, I don't you know, even know. It smells good. It smells great. No. So I will Easy be, bake oven. Easy bake oven. I will be asking our listeners yeah. what, what they have. And it would be I'll interesting give you to find out people who are older or younger yes. and what they have. Yes. I'll give you another one. Okay, another give me, one. you give me another one. I have a few. Yeah. I have several. I could probably do this for a while, so maybe that's not a great idea. But well, at least um, get one more. Uh, okay. There, oh, my God. Every, the more I think about this, the more that I come up with. So... Um, I had a Weebles. You know, Weebles? Do you remember Weebles? Yeah, absolutely. There was a thing called the Haunted... The Weebles, the Weebles Haunted... wobble, but they don't fall down. Right. There was a Weebles Haunted House. <laughs> it was great. It was like a haunted house, and the Weebles, and they went in there, and... Yeah, they, like, live in there yeah. and wobble about. And there were parts of the haunted house where things would disappear. Oh, fun. And there was also a thing where a regular kid turned into a ghost. The Weeble turned into a ghost, and I always thought... That was actually kind of deeper than... Than mm. just a weeble thing, like mm. the that kid one turned into a ghost. Made you think. It really did. Yeah, yeah. It made you realize that Casper <laughs> used to be a kid. Was a kid. It's kind of sad. It really. is. That's a, mean, little, that's a little rough, man. It sort of turned out all right, but I know, but still. Yeah. Like he, 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 he was a kid. He couldn't be a real kid and like didn't eat grow hot up. dogs and stuff. That's right. But he also couldn't go on. He was a friendly he was ghost. Stuck. He was. So there's that. So those. It's it's haunting. <laughs> Literally haunting. There was this thing I had where it was called Super Toe or something like that. It was a dude. It was a football dude. Did you just say Super Toe? Super Toe. I, I think don't think was, so, man. I think it was Super Toe. And you, it was a football dude, football man, uh-huh. like about, let's say about a foot and a half, well, a foot high. Yeah. And all he did was kick. <laughs> that, that's the Super Toe thing. This is, this is your treasured, cherished it was one childhood toy. That sucks. That, and I'm sorry. A, a little no plastic good. football. No. And you smashed his head, and he kicked, and you tried to kick the plastic football through the. Through Can the you thing. imagine showing that to like today's eight-year-old and being yeah, like, whatever. "Here's your main Christmas present. That's right. It's kick super, away. It's super toe. Super toe. And this is all it does. Super toe sounds that, really dirty. Today's right now. eight-year-old would just shove that like, in your face. I, I don't get that. And take your iPhone. I don't know what a, I don't know what an eight-year-old would do right now. All right, here's one of my other treasured mm-hmm. uh, childhood mm-hmm. toys for myself. My dad brought home from work, I was probably seven or eight years old, right. a huge roll of yellow paper. Yes. So it was a roll of paper, right. and it the, it was like, I don't know, nine inches. So it like was just a, like an endless supply okay, of, of yellow paper. Of paper. Like butcher paper or... Yeah, or, like butcher paper. Okay, but yellow. But, uh, but not that wide, and it right. would just roll out. So okay. you just have a roll, long roll of paper. Right, right. I played with that roll of paper for years. Did you write on it or just roll yourself I, up in it? I did. I did. I did everything you could think of with that roll of paper. I'm imagining you like like Julie Andrews in in uh, Sound of Music, just twirling <laughs> with paper. Paper's alive. A big roll no, of I would, paper. I would roll it out long and draw streets on it. 
to make like you know like a play map like a city right whatever right. and then put uh, characters on yeah it and put something? characters yeah. on I would uh -huh. I would drape it down the walls right, and draw right. on it to make wallpaper yeah I when it got a little bit skinnier yep. I took a cardboard box cut out a square in the front lodged the uh, roller paper on okay. one side and drew on it so you could the... pull it through the box and it oh. made a cartoon. That so it was pretty great. So it was like a. Uh, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, so like a TV. TV. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So you would pull so you, the paper you'd... and the cartoon would go past on the roll of paper. Yeah, so it was like a little animated mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really inventive. It was, it was great. Yeah. But uh, so I, I literally played with that same roll of paper for years. Like the best thing I ever got. Yeah. That's, you know, for, for those of you who've grown up later than that, like let's say in the 90s or later, mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing, you know, here's a roll of paper, kid. Just. Oh no, I think that is Play a hallmark paper. of our child. I mean, I had toys. I had my Easy Bake sure. Oven. You had toys. But it was, because I'm going to be asking people to tweet at me what their one or two iconic oh, yeah. childhood toys are. Yeah. We spend a lot of time on the toys thing. <laughs> well, it's fun to talk I, that's about. That's great. Yeah. Who doesn't like this toys? This is what happens. I mean, this is sort of the whole point of Drink With Me, right? Is mm -hmm. you're, like, sure, you could talk about the whiskey or you could interview somebody famous yeah. if, if you knew someone famous who would be willing to be interviewed by you. Which you probably do, but what's the fun in that? Like, I mean, it could be fun. I, honestly, when I think about a bottle of whiskey, yeah. the main thing I think about is like sitting around with one or two or three good friends, right. having a drink together, and just right. talking. Absolutely. That's what we do all the time. I hope we are. Yeah. yeah. What else is going on? I mean, you know, so you're doing the spying missions. That's <laughs> still going on. Right. You know, so Merdina has been doing espionage work for the government mm -hmm. I assume it's the US government for the government since the 90s <laughs> and she's reached the phase where they make her put on a goat suit that wasn't always the case <laughs> she used to have like like knives tucked into her hair and things like that <laughs> and now she's at the get in a goat costume and stand in the field well because stage. my face is just too well known you see that's true huh? so you I gotta blew, be a blew my cover oh in the uh, in, in Serbia that one time that's right yeah, sure. the Serbian incident sure. yeah what else do you? So the thing about night cheese is, <laughs> they they can cover the entire range of genres mm -hmm. from the eighties. Mm -hmm. I think their feeling is that the the eighties, whether you're talking about R and B or or rock or whatever, that that that's not the important part. The important part is the the very essence of eightiesness eightiesishness yeah. that cuts through all that. Right. The, right. Yeah. Cuts the cheese. the hardcore. <laughs> Exactly. Sorry. That it cuts was right the cheese. There. It was there. It was, it was right like Merdina's holding the bat and she's just mad. <laughs> it's gone. Because it, it was a very cheesy time. It's true. Yeah. It's true. In a way, I mean, do you think that pastimes always seem simpler no. because we're just viewing them through I don't think it was simple. like a hazy lens? I don't think I didn't look back okay, at the eighties. It was terrible but in many ways. Sure, but are some things more were some things more straightforward? Was it less complex? Um I think I don't that know what I'm even saying. It, it refers life. to life. So here's what I think. Yeah. I think that that many people were not forced to deal with complexities that perhaps they should have been forced to deal with at that time. I think that's very you wise I mean? of you to say. Yes. That uh, that you could you could uh, reside in your cloistered form of ignorance or whatever you want to call it more in the eighties. I think but that's a very good point. The eighties was a time of AIDS. I mean, that was. Yeah. Do you remember how terrifying AIDS was, was in the eighties? That 80s? was bad news. I mean, AIDS is bad still yeah. to this day, but. But it was really, really bad when people were. People didn't even know what it was, right. and it was it was a it was a whole different thing. And they and as young adults, they scared the shit out of us about it too. And but you know the other thing about the eighties that's interesting is 
is that we knew how cheesy it was at the time. <laughs> That's true. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it, yes. We, it wasn't like this is a, such a tasteful. We're <laughs> our generation. You know, no, this it was it was a reveling in excess. Yes, it was. And brightness and yes. yeah, geometric Neon shapes colors and all of that and things like that. Like people knew it was kind of dumb and tacky, but they were enjoying that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then the you know, 90s came along and everyone started wearing flannel and... <laughs> and, and band shirts from bands they had never actually gone that's right. to see. Yep, yes. exactly. The thing is... I'm not I sentimental mean, about it. Every era has its great, great musicians music. and great songs. Yep. And then as time passes, we hang you on to those. To so ones. that when we think we're listening to 80s music, what yes. we're really listening to is a small selection of the best songs and or the most iconic songs that Definitely. feel like the time because they were in a movie or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's it's got this nostalgic thing and mm -hmm. a few of them are just excellent songs. And that's right, all it is. It's not but, that any era has better or worse music. Well, I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah, uh, the mm. 70s was definitely better for music than the 80s. I'm not sure, I don't know. I am sure. I mean, maybe. No, I definitely. I don't know if it really matters. Mm -hmm. You're big on the Carpenters. <laughs> Love me some Karen Carpenter. <laughs> And that was yep. from like really before my time. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, so there you go. Well, that's all I've got to say about that. That's the end of that subject. <laughs> let's, just, let's just close the door on <laughs> night cheese and everything that came before it. Let's talk about the holiday season. Yeah. Because we're in it. We're getting into it. We're in. We're, yeah. yeah, we're, 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 we're pretty getting much there. there. Yeah, by the time you hear this, it's going to be the week of are Thanksgiving you, in the U.S. Are you planning some holiday drinking? Undoubtedly. And some, yeah. some gift giving? Of course. Yeah. Are you wondering what I'm going to give you? Because well, I had an idea earlier maybe, tonight. Maybe. Give me a hint. <clears throat> Although I'm a good guesser, so watch out. I have a bad memory, but, but I'm a, a good, good guesser. Do you remember your guesses? Probably not. So that doesn't matter. Okay. Yeah, you could, you could let me guess. I can and give then it away. And on December 25th, I'll open it and I'll You're be like, like oh my God, words? what's this? Last year for her birthday, I got Mardina a website. You did? Remember? Jeez, see, she's forgotten oh, a bad memory. Yeah. Now I'm just hurt by this. Please don't take it personally. I, 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 really, I really have a bad like memory. It is a little bit of work. All right, give me three things to remember for Nick's podcast. Um, do you want them to be meaningful I things or just I don't random? Know. random I don't, you, you decide, All and right. the Nick's podcast, you'll test me, and we'll see how I do. Hopefully, I'll remember them. <laughs> Right. Okay, what color is this label, mainly? Blue. Blue. Okay, so remember that, everybody. Blue. Blue. Um, and then um, what color is this? Is it all going to be colors? Maybe. What blue. color is this? Okay, that's blue. Blue, blue. I'm trying to make it easy on myself. Um, let's see. I'm looking for something. Blue. What color is this teacup? Well, it's blue. All you got to remember is blue. All right. Blue, blue, blue. I'm going to try really hard. I'm gonna, can I write you know? it down on the whiteboard? You can write whatever you want. All right. You need a pointer. Um, what else? Let's talk about this whiskey before we wrap yeah, up. Yeah, I, it's very enjoyable. You know, there's a lot of things to say about whiskeys. Mm -hmm. You can talk about how long they've aged. You can talk about their mash bill. You can talk about the barrels. You can talk. Uh, did I mention this is half bourbon and half? I did mention you that. You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is a Glenmore is very, um, very upfront about the the aging, the barrels mm. and the aging. Mm. Um, and could, why not? I you, mean, they've clearly got yeah. something good going on. You could talk about the ABV, which mm -hmm. we did. Um, but putting all of that aside, when the bottle is in front of you and you can drink as much of it or as little of it as you want, mm -hmm. there's a, a whole other 
truth mm. that arises from the answer to the question, how much did you drink when you had the opportunity to drink as much as you wanted? That's true. And we've had a considerable <laughs> We've had a bit. It's true. Yes. Um, there is something to be said for that. Like, just it just tastes good, and it's easy to drink and fun to drink and easy to keep drinking. That's And that's what we've done. <laughs> I think that's the secret here. And so I think this is probably something like a gateway whiskey for people. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I think if you are a person who likes a complex finish or, or just, you know, you, uh, you've kind of moved – not past the Glenlivets and the and the uh, uh, Glenfiddichs of the world, but just if you've got a whole range of tastes and you're looking for something that's going to challenge you more or whatever, bring you something else. Um, if you're not that person, this is going to be something that you probably like quite a lot. Or if it's just not that night. I mean, right, I, sure, I, yeah. I like to sometimes be challenged. Sometimes it's you true. will pour me a taste of like, here's a really, mm -hmm. really interesting mm -hmm, whiskey. Mm -hmm. And we almost drink it. it. It's almost a little bit of an intellectual exercise. Like it, it, it takes up all your mind share. Yeah, like we, like I really want to sit and think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying. Uh, I don't mean this as an insult. This is not an intellectually challenging whiskey. You could. It's you could very do some, drinkable. You could talk about all kinds of other things. Yeah. And and drink Glenmore, fifteen yeah. year aged Elgin Heritage series. Talk about band names. Want. Talk about toys. childhood toys. You could talk about chocolate. What? You could talk about nuts, the the whole <laughs> rainbow of nuts. Right. And that's basically I, I'm what going we've done. to say it inspires good conversation. I think it does. Mm -hmm. That is quite an asset to be able to hang in the column of positives when it comes to this. Whiskey. I agree. All right, and okay. that's where we're going to wrap up. Wonderful. It's a wonderful summary point for this whole thing. So thank you for joining us for our exploration of Glenmore, 15-year Elgin Heritage Series Speyside whiskey. Merdina, what you got? Anything else? I'm just happy. Uh, well, I'm glad. That's all. That's what I. That's what I'm here to do is to make Mordina happy. And so we hope you're happy too, Slancha. See you next time. See you next time. Now some men take delight in the drinking and the roving, but others take delight in the gambling and the smoking. But I take delight in the juice of the barley and courting pretty Jenny in the morning, bright and early. For sharing the madu, the mada. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar. Mushering the madu, the mada. What for the daddy all? What for the daddy all? There's whiskey in the jar.